So today's daf is Memchet. We pick up Memzayinam with Bet. We have a lot to do. We're on the about uh, ten lines down in the wide lines. Mishabu Harot Tzchanim. When the murderers increased, um, they stopped doing Eglav Rufa. Tanar Banan Mishabu Harot Tzchanim Bat Laglav Rufa. If he sheinam ba el al hasafek, it was only because of doubt. Mishabu Harot Tzchanim Begalui. And once people were murdering out in the open and nobody was without with impunity, um, and people knew who the murderers were, Bat Laglav Rufa, they stopped doing it. Again, I assume the point being that even if they knew who the in a part, even if in a particular case they didn't know who it was it was a type of a of a society in which it made no sense to take outrage and to take responsibility for when it was not known if people were doing it publicly and getting away with it when the adulterers increased um, they stopped doing uh, Sota tying us back to the major theme of the Mesechet when the man is clean from sin the water tests test his wife not when he's not clean from sin interestingly when we did this earlier the idea was was that when he violated specifically the laws of Sota and slept with his wife when she was a Sota but here we are broadening it really to any type of a sin okay and it says any type of sexual sin if he's guilty of it would not test his wife I will not uh, visit upon your children, upon your daughters when they, um, when they, uh, you know, fornicate, uh, because you are running after prostitutes. The end of verse. My Omer, what does that mean? Maybe only his sexual sin is when the waters don't work. But if it's uh, his daughter, his son or daughter's not. Okay, I won't uh, visit. So presumably here it's reading it. I won't visit on your daughters when they sin for their sexual sin but I won't visit the sin if you allow your daughters and you, because you allow your daughters and your daughters-in-law to commit sexual sins so you are held responsible even for their sexual sins um, again I don't know if we're saying that as a quote-unquote halakhic point you know in terms of issues discussed earlier but certainly here in the broad societal sense maybe that's only if somebody violates um, you know the prohibition of adultery but not just like general sexual immorality like you know or whatever genuine sexual sin if a woman is uh, not married they will sleep with the uh, with the prostitute so that's not a that's a just you know general sexual violation it is not a sin of um, of adultery and nevertheless that's why the sota is not work is no longer working and with the uh, cult sacrifice uh, prostitutes they will offer sacrifice my by the way and nation that doesn't understand yilabet. So again, what does that word mean? So it probably means like we'll grow weary. I'm a Rebbe, I'm a Rebbe Elazar, If you are careful on yourself and you know about your own behavior, and if not, it will not. I'm not sure how we get that from the word yilabet. But anyway, um, by the way, I should also say that Rashi says the meaning of the word yiparad was like a parad, like a uh, what's a parad? A, a mule, like, you know, basically means just fornicate regularly. Yes, I said they showed our, our, our cult, our cult of prostitutes. Cult, C-U-L-T, yeah. Okay, so, um, 
All right, I'm not sure exactly how they're getting that from Yila Beit. Okay, um, anyway, moving on. Um, uh, okay. Now we're going to get to a general way about how society has all gone to pot um, and uh, different types of uh, problems. So when people who are too much indulging in pleasure, now this does not mean hedonism, basically according to Rashi, it just means, you know, people that want to just relax a little bit too much, aren't wor- I, you know, don't really believe in like, a, um, you know, uh, just hard work. Um, so, of two Hadinim, the justice, or you know, the laws, I mean, the, the judgments were perverted because the judges who wants to work so hard and putting in all that effort to really investigate a case and so on, you know, you take life a little easy. So that perverts justice. And actions are corrupted because then people feel that they can get away with things. And there's no uh, pleasantness in the world. God, she says, it means that God does not take pleasure in the world. Um, once people who showed favor um, to uh, injustice, in, in, in judgment, which doesn't necessarily mean blatant bribes, but nevertheless, you know, uh, you know, showed favor to people that they knew, um, so or even just acknowledged them, you know, and did not were not completely impartial in their behavior. So in that case, so it stopped the idea of fearing from people. Obviously, they were then responsive to who the uh, litigants were. Um, and it ended. Do not uh, recognize people. I mean, should have started with that. That's the whole point: is that you're recognizing who the litigants are. Uparku um, Shamayim and this presumably means from the just, from the justices they uh, they cast off the yoke of heaven and they put upon themselves the yoke of Basavadam because now they are influenced by who are the people in front of them and that's having more of an impact than the fact that they're doing din shemayim you know and they have to answer to God. It's so interesting that all the interesting things start with uh, justice you know because that ultimately if the court and the justice system is in place that's what keeps everybody that sends the biggest message to society both in terms of practically it keeps people in place and also like you know what it represents for society of heaven for the yoke of Basar Vidam yeah. um, so um, okay so when people were, were did whispered incantations in judgment presumably they felt that that was a way to you know uh, that they were going to influence the, the outcome because of some types of incantations so oh good point oh so so lawyers I missed that Rashi okay so they whisper to the uh, oh that's a good point they whispered in the ear of the judges oh that's a very good point I missed that okay you're, you're going to say lawyers are whispering to the litigants okay so when whisperers increased in the, co- in the court Yisrael anger in the in, amongst the Jewish people increased and the divine presence removed this is why I thought it meant more like uh, incantations that judgment is in the presence of God and here God is being sort of removed from it um, so after you know uh, again their hearts go so everybody was just you know everybody was focused on profit and making uh, and making you know making money so therefore people would say about bad is good good is bad people would just flatter people they would no, be no longer any truth people would tell people what they needed to to get ahead um, and woe woe to the world which is the end of the Pasuk or which is later in those Pasukim it says hoi hoi a lot in that section in the Navi when people who drew their spit increased which is a type of an act of uh, haughtiness you know I don't know maybe you speak very slowly or something like that you know an act of anyway um, 
So increase those who are uh, take on heirs. And there was and the the, the Torah sage uh, students decreased uh, because if every uh, Rashi says what's that about? Rashi says uh, just uh, okay. I don't know that if people are taking on heirs without earning it, maybe or something. Anyway, you know people aren't working hard enough to learn Torah. I'm not exactly sure about the connection there, um, but maybe again, yeah, maybe people are focusing on the externals rather than, rather than the real types of uh, uh, learning that is required. Um, and the Torah deha, and the Torah is looking around for somebody to learn it, for somebody who's really going to invest in it as is necessary. And once the, those with heirs, the haughty increased, um, so then people would marry the daughters, the, the, the women would marry the people that looked, you know, that had these heirs, even though they were not really uh, genuine. Because our generation only sees the externals, does not really see whether somebody, if somebody really has earned the status that they're presenting themselves with. Um, uh, it's the author of the Tosefta. I think that's all a big Tosefta. Amy, is this really true? Now finally the Gemara speaks up. Somebody that is haughty. Even his uh, members of his household have no tolerance for him. Okay, so how is it that women are attracted to such a guy? A man will act haughty and will not be yinaveh, means like dwell. He can't even dwell in his own house because his house maybe sees through his, uh, his act and, has no, and, and can't, doesn't tolerate him. So the says, No, originally, he, uh, you know, before you get to know him too well, everybody wants to uh, marry him because he looks like a hush of a person. But then, once they get married and the, and the wife gets to know who her husband is, then she, he becomes lowly in her eyes. Okay. Once the uh, people started, uh, the Dayanim started, uh, you know, having their money invested with, uh, by, uh, you know, by businessmen. So the businessmen would say, oh, I'll be your favorite. Give me your money. I'll invest it with, so you no know, financial I'll invest. Ex- what? No financial advisors or brokers? Yeah, exactly. Well, the problem here is, is that if the Dayanim are in, you know, it's, it's not in some anonymous, uh, um, you, know, what, you know, what do you call it, uh, fund, that, uh, um, they're, 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 uh, you know, particular businessmen are, are offering to invest their money for them. So, Rabbi HaShochad, obviously, they increased bribery, because obviously... Continuing, that was a yes, cost. Yes, exactly. Okay, Rabbi HaShochad, the Hatayas Mishpat, and the perversion of justice... Um, the, or the inclination of justice, upaska tova, and all good ended. It's very all these different things about different ways in which the ju- particularly justice has been perverted, you know, and the judges. Um, when it increased, the people that said, "Oh yeah, thank you very much for that favor," you know, uh, and I, I'm very grateful for you to the favor you did for me. Again, this is the way judges would relate to people in the community, so they would acknowledge, you know, accept the favors and acknowledge them and so on. Rabu Then anybody can get away with anything because you know. Then the judges would be in, would be indebted to you. Um, the low were, were raised up. The high were, were brought down. Umachusa and the and the whole uh, you know the whole government is going to pot. 
Yes, <laughs> that, that's okay. a rough translation. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The judge there said at the beginning, she introduced her, said, I'm not going to be able to say hello to you. Don't take really? the thing. Yeah, really? Interesting. Not allowed to. Nice, well, nice. Apparently, this is what we're doing right now in terms of legislators to make it a part time legislator. Yes. Then you may have to seek outside work in New York. Ah. We've gone through this whole corruption trial. Interesting. Right, right, right. He's very active conviction. Yeah. Okay. Misharabut Sari Ayan, when it increased those who were uh, stingy, the Torfei Teref, and those who would uh, literally like uh, t- take, uh, you know, uh, um, uh, 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 what is it, you know, uh, grabbings. Um, I don't know exactly how that's connected to Sayan. Arashi says just Gazlanim. Okay. Uh, I'm not exactly sure how that's connected. Oh, uh, well, I guess it's people that are just very, you know, only care about money. So either that they don't give up their money to others or they just, whatever, they're willing to take other people's money. Rabu Ma'amitse Halev, those heart of heart, not generous. That's interesting because that doesn't seem so causal. That might be the causation goes in the other direction. Anyway, the kovtsa yadaimu halot and those that that uh, you know close up their hands from lending money. The adra Right, be careful that you do not have this feeling that why should I give money to somebody and lend money, especially if shmita's coming around the bend. Misharabu nituyot garon umisakrot inayim those of outstretched uh, uh, necks and uh, you know and like uh, beckoning eyes. Rabu um, by people that are acting to attract attention to themselves um, and to act in a in a haughty matter. Right, exactly. Rabu Maima, and also, but very much sexual, right? People who are acting, presumably specifically relating here to women and acting in ways in which to attract a man's attention. So, oh, Rabu. Stretching out their neck to look. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And like using their eyes to beckon a man or something. Rabu Mayim Hamarim. So, in theory, what should have happened is, is that the bitter water should have increased because there were all these women who were potentially were suspected of sleeping around. Ella Shaposku. Except for the problem was that it was so prevalent, you know, not only with them, but with the men committing adultery and so on, that we weren't doing the Mayamarim anyway. Okay. Mishirabu Mekabli Matanot, when people who received gifts increased, Nismatu Ayamim, the days uh, people, Viniskatu uh, Ashanim, people lived shorter lives. Okay, only if you hate the gifts you will live. Interesting, right? Most of these are real, like, really practical, you know, and it's interesting also when, like, a certain, like, uh, uh, divine punishment is sort of brought in. Um, okay, Mishirabu um, when the people of haughtiness of heart are like Rabu Machlokas Israel, then there was much debate in Israel because then the students did not devote all their energies to understanding what their rabbis were teaching them, right? They were a little bit like taking things a little too easy. Um, and it sort of like flies and falls into the next. When the increase of students of Shamin Hill that did not devote all of their effort to attending to their rabbis, so Rabu Machlokas Israel, when Torah, there were much debates and it was like two Torah because there was now that, that's when there were all these much debates right until that time there was very few there was almost nothing of Torah Shabbat that was debated once people began receiving uh, you know uh, 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 charity from the from non-Jews so this is said blush and saginar the reverse okay they you know Israel was above and they were below it's me, it means the reverse Yisrael of course again the funny thing is is, is that which way does that cause go because they accepted charity or maybe it was a they needed to accept charity because the general fortunes had been reversed yes 
All the firm websites are all excited when we get money from the non-Jewish government. Uh, there you go. Okay, Mishamais Yosi ben Yosef. When Yosef ben Yosef died, the Eshkolot ceased. My Eshkolot, what is the Eshkolot? Amr Avihud, Amr Shmuel, Isha Kolbo. People that are all these fully complete Talmidei Chachamim. And again, that ties into the last line we just said before. That was the, that was the, when the period of, you know, of, uh, the, until that point, there really had been no debates in Torah Shabbat And after that point, uh, things were heavily, heavily debated. The Masorah, the unbroken Masorah stopped. Or, even if before not everything was by Masorah, there was enough unanimity and consensus that any issue would be agreed upon. And after that point, there were all those debates. Now we get to a little more practical issues. Stopped doing people confessing or whatever about the Maaser when they would give the Maaser after three years or whatever. If they had stored it up, they would say that I've distributed it correctly. He brought an end to that. Now, why? I mean, fitting into the theme, you would think, well, maybe because people, enough people aren't doing it correctly that it's absurd to be making this, but the Gemara actually gives a different reason. My time, we're on the last line of Memzayim Abet. What's the reason? Amar of Actually, the reason is, is because, um, not, this is not one of these Eurita Sadoras problems. It's because people weren't giving it in the right way, but not because they were doing anything wrong. Why? The Torah says to give it to the Levim. The Anan, we give it to the Karnim. That had to do with the fact that the Levim did not return in the time of Ezra, so we made a Knas, and we didn't give it to the Levim, we gave it to Kohanim, who are Levim, so we actually were technically doing what we needed to, but certainly not the basic point of the Torah. And you're supposed to say, Vigamna Sati La Levi. So he said, since it's not exactly the way the Torah wants us to, we cannot make this, this statement, because it really is not exactly precise. Okay, so the Gemara says, but this is, by the way, I think the juxtaposition of this is quite fascinating, right? Until this, it was like how society is going to pot, and here's how actually a Takana of Chazal sort of made us diverge from this ideal that the Torah had, like, set out. Of course, that was probably because the people had diverged, because the Levim didn't return, so it was all ultimately maybe going back to larger problems in society. Why, was it a temporary, why wasn't that a temporary temporary? I don't... I don't know. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I don't know. This is 500 years earlier. Right, it's right. And right. Well, maybe that's the point. Look, even 500 years earlier than all these events, yeah. you know, we're starting, you were starting to see a crack in the, you were starting to see a crack in the edifice. Right, we were already going away, away from the perfect sort of way the Torah had set it out. Okay, Lodi Ashar Masrot, why not just skip the Gamnes Ativ Walevi and do the, and do the confession on the rest of the Masrot? If you can't do the beginning opening statement, you can't do the rest. My time, because it starts with that. Okay, now the Gemara says, So it sounds like they were separating Masros, and the only problem was was that they, you know, again, they were giving it to the Kohanim. The One minute, but we said that not only did he annul the Vidway, he also instituted that everybody should be Mafrish on the Demai, on grain that they bought from the Ame Haaret. We'll see why. Famous Gemara here for the, for, because Demai comes up a lot in the Gemara and this is like the explanation of it. It's, this isn't the only place it appears. It's in Bab Metzi, it's a Tosefta. He sent throughout all the borders of Israel and he saw the people that would only take the Ame Haaret at least would only take Truma Gedola. Um, as far as Maeser Rishon and Maeser Sheni some people would and some people would not do it. Amalahan, because they figured, look, Truma Gedola, it's like Chayv Misa if you eat it, and it, it's Truma goes to a Kohei. The other stuff, all right, we don't give the Ani, we don't give the Levi what they deserve. Big deal. Amalahan, he said to them, I 
Nay, my children, Dov Omar Lechem, Kishem, let me tell you, Kishem Kitrum Gedola Yesh Pavan Misa, the same way there's a punishment of death by Tumah Gedola in heaven, Kach Tumas Maser, for Tevel Yesh Pavan Misa, same as Tumas Maser and Tevel, the grain you have not taken Tumas Maser from. So if you haven't taken Maser, then you haven't taken the Truma from the Tumas Maser from the Maser, and the Tumas Maser is still buried in your Tevel, and there's still a Chi of Misa. So therefore, you better be careful to take that. So first of all, he tried to. Is that true? No, it's true. Yes. Now, it's, I mean, that's the halacha. We don't say that by if you, if you haven't taken Meister Shani or Meister Ani, but if you haven't taken Meister Levi, the Tevel is still Chayv Nista because of the Trumas Master Shabbat. Okay, so, um, okay. Women on those, just a question. I don't know. There's some. Okay. Actually, I'm looking at Rashi. It seems like Rashi. The question is, who is he saying this to? Is he saying this to the Ameha Aretz? Or is he saying this to the Chaverim who are buying from the Ameha Aretz? It seems like it's a little bit the latter, and that he's telling them that you're buying from the Ameha Aretz and you're not worrying about this. You've got to worry about this, because if the Ameha Aretz didn't do it, you're still Chayav Misa on this stuff. So therefore, Ahmed Vihitkin Lahem, and therefore, right, because that's clear from the next line. He's, he, the people he's talking to are not the Ameha Aretz, it's the people buying from the Ameha Aretz. So he got up and he said, for them, when you buy from the Amrits, don't just assume, eh, it's probably fine. No. You have to, yes, they've taken the Truma, but you have to be concerned that they haven't taken the rest. So therefore, separate off my Sarisha and my Sarishani. My Sarisha, now what do you do with your my Sarishan? Take Truma's Mas and give that to the Kohen. So that'll wind up being basically one. Um, 1% of what you just bought, 10% of 10%. Umaser Shani, all of those of your Shalim. Maeser Shani, you have to eat it in your Shalim or redeem it. Now, Maeser Rishon and Maeser Ani, the Maeser Rishon that's left behind after the Tumas Maeser, or if it's the third and the sixth year and you have Maeser Ani, so in that case, that's not a question of any Kedusha, that's just a question of being owned by the Levi or owned by the Ani. So they have the burden of proof that it's theirs, because maybe actually the Amar actually took it before you bought it, so you're allowed to keep it. So in the end, the impact on you is relatively minor. Fine. Anyway, so he established Demai, that anything you buy from the Amaret, you have to be concerned. It didn't have everything taken from it. You have to take the rest of the Tumas and Meisers. So anyway, the question is, so it sounds like um, that, um, you know, it's, uh, you know it's, so, so, so was it that everybody was doing all the Hafrasha they needed, and they just, uh, he just spoke about the Vidui? Or did he have to establish that he even did the necessary Hafrasha? You know, what's, so the Gemara says, why not both? So the Gemara says, Tarti Tikin, he established two things. Number one, even on your own grain that you are taking everything off of, because it's your own grain. So you know that it's your chayv. You separate everything. So you would think you could do the vidway because you've separated everything. No, you can't do the vidway. And on the grain you buy from the Amaya Aretz, which you until this point have not been doing the hafrasha, you have to start taking the stuff from the Amaya Aretz. Okay. He also, he also uh, brought, brought an end to the uh, waker uppers and the bangers. So what is that? Because it used to be every day the Levim would get up on the Duchen and they would say before they would do their singing, Wake up! Why would you sleep, O God? So Amr Lahem, it's a pretty funny thing to say in the morning. It seems very pagan, right? Wake up, God. Yeah. Is there sleep? 
before God? Metaphorically, when we have uh, anguish and the non-Jews have it all good, so therefore we're saying, God, how could you allow this to continue? But that's not a thing that you say in the first thing in the base Hamikdash. It's very strange. I mean, you certainly understand why he was mevatelit. You'd like to know how this ever got started, right? It does sound pretty pagan. Okay, I know, but why were they saying it? No, but the fact that he responds and saying it's metaphoric means that they were assuming that it was a little bit more literal, right? And why would they be saying that? I mean, it was in the middle of the time of the second base on Mikdash. It wasn't a tragic time necessarily, right? He wasn't saying, oh, it is metaphoric, but it doesn't sound good. He says, stop saying it. It's only a metaphor, right? And so it sounds like, anyway, it's, it is pretty disturbing. That's a nokfin, the bangers. Who are the bangers? My nokfin. I'm Rabbi Yulam Shmuel. Shall you misartin le'egla bein karanav? Today she down be'inav, where they had to slaughter a animal in the base of Mikdash. So this was like, uh, they, they would make a, they would scratch, uh, like a, a scratch between the eyes, and there would, blood would run into the eyes, and it would sort of confuse the animal, and it would, they would be able to shecht it without it getting too upset. Okay? Um, okay. Asa, so, asa iu batil, he annulled that, and shim demechzikimum, it looks like a blemish. Bemastisatan, and Bryce, we taught, say, you chovtin also bemaklos. They would actually, this is like before stunning, they would hit it with sticks. And again, by the way, notice, before the other thing, which was a problem of a mum, this is a similar problem that it looks a little pagan. Okay, so that's what they would do when they, you know, in, in pagan worship. Okay, I don't know why they would do it in pagan worship, but anyway, they would bang it with sticks to stun it, and then they would slaughter it, but he didn't like that. Okay? Now again, it's an interesting transition. It mentioned like they would do in pagan worship, which seems to connect to the earlier problem, but then it emphasizes that the problem is, is that you're making it not kosher, you're making it trace. So the Gemara says, says, It's not a nevelo, a is an animal that isn't shechted, this was shechted, no, you're making it a possible trefa by hitting it. Maybe you're getting up, making a hole in the, uh, in, you know, in the uh, uh, thing, the, the, in, in the brain, um, whatever that, that is, that's, uh, what's that thing in the brain? Anyway, So he said, if you want to keep your animals steady and not to thrash around when you're shechting them, he puts these rings in the ground and they stick their heads through the rings. Okay. They would have the hammer in the... Uh, in the um a blacksmith placed in Yerushalayim because of Dabra Avad, but he ended that because that was very public and loud, and it sent a message that people could do work on Cholomoy. On Cholomoy, they, they used to allow this. Nobody had to ask about the Dabra. As we said, because now everybody was being mafish on the Dabra, so you no longer had to worry about it. You would just always take. Okay, next Mishnah. Nisha Batla Sanhedrin. Batal Hashir, Mibeta Mishta'ot. Once there was no longer a Sanhedrin, they stopped singing in the drinking houses. Now what does that have to do with the Sanhedrin? We will see. But it's also very strange, right? I mean, I guess it means like joy cease, right? If you would normally assume, like, would you assume that Chazal would be upset that they weren't singing in the drinking houses? <laughs> it doesn't say religious song, right? But maybe it's to some degree. It just means that joy cease. But again, it's interesting connecting that. We normally talk about like not singing and so on, you know, and live music related to the Chorban Beis Hamikdash. Here it's related to the Sanhedrin. But remember again, 
again that the whole theme of the Masechah and what we mentioned before all the thing about the Dayanim right is about like you know law and making sure that the society is running the way it needs to and that there's clear, you know uh, true judges and the and you know an even responsibility for issues of doubt like Egra Rufa and Sota so it's very much tied in here to the Sanhedrin more than the Beis Hamikdash um, like descriptive or prescriptive no uh, well that's true we also have a, pre- a prescriptive <laughs> idea about that about but this seems to be descriptive okay Nishamesu Neviyam Rishonim when the early prophets died we'll see who that's referring to but uh, Urim Betumim the Urim Betumim ceased maybe it's effectiveness ceased or the whole thing stopped Nishachar Beis Hamikdash now when the Beis Hamikdash was destroyed but the Hashamir the Shamir which is that magic worm that can crack stone that uh, got lost or ceased the Nofes Tzufim and what? became extinct and the Nofes Tzufim we'll see what that means some type of a sweetness of uh, well, we'll see what it means Upasku Anshe Amanam Yisrael and people of faith ceased Shene Amar Hoshia Hashem Ki Gamar Chasi Ki Pasku Ki what is it? Ki Pasu Amanim Ibnei Adam right? Pasu or Pasku? Pasu Pasu anyway but because people of faith have ceased okay Reb Shem Gamliel Omer Hey Reb Yoshua Miyom Shachar Beis Hamikdash from time to time we just cease Ein Yom Shein Bo Klala there's no day that does not have an element of curse in it the Lo Yor Hatali Bracha and the dew has not come down for blessing Livinit Al Tam Haperot and even the taste of fruit has ceased Reb Yoshua Omer Avnit Al Shimon Haperot the fatness of the fruit. Rabbi Shimon Elazar Omer Hatara Natla Esareach the 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 last loss of purity has taken away the smell from the fruit Hamas wrote Natla Esashuman the the not doing sufficient you know care with taking maestros has taken away the fatness of the fruit and the Shimon Hadagar the Chachamim Amim yeah the Chachamim Amim has nus v'akshafim kila zagal no what really has completely corrupted society is the sort of sexual impropriety and the witchcraft going back to the Sota theme wow. okay so umimai <laughs> very cheery end of a Masecha umimai dimishabatla sanhedri how do we know that um, um, how do we know that verse about Bashir lo yishkuyayin is talking about when there's no Sanhedrin Amar Avhuna braid Rabbi Yoshua Damakra the verse says the kenini shar shavasu b'churim ginasam the elders have ceased from their gates and the young men from their singing so the elders in their gates is the basin um <coughs> I'm a Rav, said Rav. So now we're talking, Michael, you asked me before, descriptive or prescriptive. Here it seems more prescriptive. Here nowadays, that here's a song should be uprooted. Like, you know, you should not be singing nowadays, right? We should do it as a sense of mourning. Again, usually we associate it with the base of Mikdash, here connected to the Sanhedrin. I'm a Rav. instruments or just like singing? Yeah, so that's not being clear, right? I mean, here, but Zemer could specifically true be with instruments, right? Not being spelled out here, but it's a good point. Could very well be that. I'm a Rav. If there is singing, or you might be right, music in the household, there will be destruction by the uh, by the uh, a porch, by the uh, uh, what's it called? What special? Thank you. Um, is the sound of the singing in the in the window and destruction or the sword by the threshold? Um, era. Barazim, a house that was um, um, a house surrounded by cedars. Iru, do you think that it is a city to be protected from uh, destruction? No, even that would be destroyed. Again, a different way of playing the word era, mitroea, will be shattered, will be, um, will be destroyed. When destruction begins, it begins at the threshold. 
and the uh, its destruction, its desolateness will be sm- smit at the uh, you know uh, smit- smitten at the at the gates. So well, that's will be sort of laid desolate. Um, another, by the way, that pasuk is also used in another gemara about how Shadim inhabit a house when it's all left uh, uninhabited. Um, okay, so. Um, yeah, Rashi says, "Bayit hashaam in your shave." Mitochach siirin miraktim shamu menagim lechotim asharav. When it's laid desolate, you know the uh, devils are the uh, go the uh, but, but the goats are the, the sort of the devil goats. You know are are uh, you know take take hold of it and it destroys it. Okay, um, where were we? Uh, um, okay, you kasha. Amamar baravashi ludi chazili. Oh, this is because of the next line in Gemara. I saw something that type of a thing. Menagach and they, they're goring each other like oxen. Okay, Amaravuna zima dinagdi udbakri shari. However, song that is done for like leading the cattle, um, that's permissible because you know when they would sing to lead the cattle, that would be done to uh, for the purpose of their work and to keep the cattle moving. So that's not a problematic song, which by the way makes it sound like we're not after talking about musical instruments. Um, the gardai asir, but the one sung by the gardai, which is what I think it's tailors, right? Weavers, weavers. weavers is forbidden because that's just stop to entertain yourself and that's not necessary for your work again you take the simple sense of this Kamara nobody can ever sing right okay Rav Huna Batil Zimra now the Gemara is going to deal with that problem okay Rav Huna tried to annul the a song in his community again we're very much moving from the descriptive to the prescriptive um, so then it destroyed any sense of joy of life and you could buy and the uh, you know a hundred uh, geese were going for zoos and a hundred uh, you know uh, bush- bushels of wheat were going for zoos and nobody wanted to buy it like what was the point everything was you know everybody was so depressed so Azar of Chizda Chizda came and he like you know he disparaged this prohibition you know he told people it's okay you can sing maybe he sang himself okay he reversed it and he buy and then the prices now talked, it took a zoos for just one goose and you couldn't find it everybody wanted it so everybody was now in a much better mood. Okay, so it's quite an interesting Gavara, right? We're supposed to be really depressed now. There's no way some interest knows on Hedden, but we do have to sort of go on with life. I'm Rev Yosef. <laughs> there you go. I'm Rev Yosef. Zimri Gavri, the Aninashi, now getting back a little to a Sota theme, maybe. Um, this actually, this next Gemara is quoted a lot in different halachic contexts. Um, if men are singing and women are responding, so there's a response of singing men and women, okay, Pritsusa, that's general sexual looseness. But Zimri Nashi, Vani Gavri, but if it's the reverse, if the women are singing and the men are doing the responding, so then they have to listen much more closely, right, for their cue, so they're, you know, they're much more focusing on the women and their singing, in that case, Ke'esh Uras, that's like fire and flax. That's much more combustible and potentially leads to real sin. So the Gemara says, L'may Naskamina, what do does it make? They're both wrong. So it says, L'vdutei hai mikmihai, to tell you that if, it's fascinating, going back exactly to the line before, not everything that's wrong in society will we succeed in being able to stamp down on, right? To, to tamp down on, right? Something. So, therefore, if you have an ability like this is going on, and you can only get rid of one of them, so this is the, the one to focus on is the second one. Okay. Um, 
If you sing, drink, you know, again, now this, some want to limit, as Michael was saying, the problem of the, of the song to musical, live music, some want to limit it to, 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 to drinking with the music. So if you drink with music and four types of music, you will get, you will bring about five punishments. Shanema. Right, like, you know, right, we're not talking about religious song, right. No, but also, like, you know, the thing this like, uh, weddings, you or like yeah, well, I don't know. Whatever, it's all discussed in the postgame. Okay, as you can see in the Gemara, how much are you really able to achieve? This is also a challenge. Okay, woe to those who get up early in the morning and run after mead, beer, and stay late at night. Yayin yadli came, wine fires them up. And it was all these musical instruments. I don't know what they are. Kinor is what? A lute? Which is, right? Who knows? What, was Kinor a harp? What's a navel? A lyre? What's a lyre? A type of a heart? Harp? Yeah. Okay. A tof is a symbol and a chalil is a, is a, uh, a, 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 a wind instrument, right? Okay. The yayin mishem. So anyway, they have all this music and... four here. Right, and they're four and wine is their drink that Paul Hashem lo yabitu and they do not see the acts of God. By the way, it does not seem like the only problem here is that they're listening to music. Yeah. Right? It seems that they've got a lot more. They're getting drugs. They're waking up early in the morning, go to bed late at night, just running after their wine. Okay? So again, Maxi Vachrav, what does it say afterwards? Wachain galashem the cause of the nation to go into exile it causes exile to the world and um, and um, and it brings uh, you know a famine to the world and it's and it's masses is a you know is thirsty and a parched now here we're reading this metaphorically because Torah is water so people forget Torah like and a person is brought low even to the quote-unquote enemy of God to God essentially it even brings God down and the eyes of those that are high is brought low it brings down Israel what does it say afterwards Harchiva Sha'ol Nafsha Sha'ol like the depths have opened up its 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 mouth its Upara Piha and like yawned open its mouth Libli Chok without end Vayered Hadarav Hamonav Vishonav Alazba Okay and all of the uh, all of the glory goes down into the depths and it rejoices with it Fine very 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 inspiring <laughs> All right so anyway really bad if you uh, if you do all of this singing and the whatever again the question is really just singing I mean you know the psukim we're talking about stuff that was a little bit more radical than that and it, we are left with this question about how much of this is really meant with halacha and in what context alright anyway but that was an interesting Gemara that it did shift from descriptive to prescriptive this is one of the main sources that get quoted by the psukim well no no I didn't mean about well there are a number of Gemaras about singing and uh, music and so on no I meant specifically the Gemara about the men and the women about the idea that you can't always get rid of everything and you could have to sometimes focus on what you can get rid of also discussions about Kolisha and so on okay now um, now from the time the first Nevi'im died there was no longer Urim V'tumim Ma Nevi'im Rishonim who were these first Nevi'im so Amar Avuna Zed David Ushlomo Ushmuel V'shlomo 
Um, that was an interesting order. Some, some Shmuel David and Shlomo. Anyway. The thing is, that early? A, no. That early. So it doesn't mean that there was no physical Uri in the Tumim, but it wasn't working after them uh, to give them the answer. Sometimes in the time of David, you would get an answer from the Uri in the Tumim, and sometimes not. When Sadok asked from it, he was get, got a response. When, when Evyasar did, he did not. Evyasar went up, and again, Rashi sort of gives the context in the Psukim, but it basically means that Evyasar got deposed from his position um, and is being read because that uh, he was not able to give an answer when David asked from the Urim Vitumim. When David is in the Navi. Oh, I see. That's a good point. Yeah, you were making David into a Navi. It's a good point. Okay, yeah, it's a good point. Um, and we know he was in contact with Navi, but he wasn't. Right, it's a good question. I don't know how it's identifying him as a Navi. Anyway, so because he very, very early it stopped working, which is also, which is like, man, like, you know, as a, you know, how, when did, when, when did things, when did things start going downhill? That's pretty early for things to be going downhill. So the Gemara says, Masiv um, Rabba Bar Shmuel, so we're going to switch this, right, uh, because he asked from this, it says, Vahili Drosh Elohim, so it was there to ask from God all the days of Zechariah, who understood the vision of God, and that's Zechariah is the, uh, um, Rashi says, it's the son of Yehoyada, right, which is very, very late in the period of the, of the, um, of the uh, kings. So it's uh, quite late that the Urim uh, was still working. Um, My love, Urim does it not mean that they were able to use the Urim until that late date? No, they could ask the Nevi'im what God was saying, but it didn't mean the Urim V'tumim. Tashma, let's, okay, let's try to prove it again, that it was much later. Mishachar Beis HaMikdash, we shown Batlu Arei Migrash, from the time the first Beis HaMikdash was destroyed, there was no longer the cities of the Levi'im. Upasku Urim V'tumim, and the Urim V'tumim stopped. So there you go, it's connected to the end of the first Beis HaMikdash. David, and we lost a house, a king from the house of David. Right? We had the Chashmonaim, uh, but they weren't from the house of David. Now, if somebody whispers to you and says, but it says in the time of the Beit Shani that you will not eat until the Kohen arises for the Urim Betumim, which makes it sound like that's going to happen maybe sometime soon. And more low, say, no, that doesn't mean it's about to happen. It means, sure, when Mashiach comes, that's when it'll happen. Okay, it doesn't mean it's about to happen, it means the opposite. You see, even that line, when Mashiach comes, was already in the time of the Kabbalah. One minute. Fine, you're right, it was till the end of the Bayes Rishon. So who are the Nevi'im Rishonim? Lafuke, from the very, very last of the Nevi'im, Chagai, Zechari, and Malachi. Those are the last three Nevi'im, and they were at the very beginning of Bayes Sheni. So at their, a, their stage, those end at the, the very last Nevi'im, there was no longer a Urim V'tumim. Dachronim, you knew. The Tanah Rabbanan, when they, those three died, there was no longer a divine uh, inspiration, Ruach HaKodesh, in Israel. So you see, those were the last of the Nevi'im. And even so, there would still be a heavenly voice that would sometimes give them like a little bit of a message from heaven. But it would not be a real Ruach HaKodesh. Once they were uh, uh, supping in, uh, you like that? I use supping as a verb. Anyway, <laughs> 
<laughs> anyway, they were they were uh, eating in the uh, in the attic of Beit Skoria in Yericho. Nasna le'em basko mina shemayim, and a heavenly voice came from heaven. V'amra yesh b'chem echad adam echad. There's amongst you one person. Shavuot shetishrich shchina love that the divine presence should rest on him, which basically is showing a not only that there was a basko, but also that there was no nivua, because the basko was saying one of you is deserving of nivua, but it can't happen. Okay, so. Um, the generation is not fit for it. Um, so they all looked at Hillel. They all knew that's who it was talking about. And when Hillel died, he spidu, they eulogized him. Woe to the righteous, woe to the humble. That's a student of Ezra, because again, that's actually not in terms of the Hashras uh, but Ezra Hasofer, in terms of right, read, like being like the embodiment of Torah Shabal Peh, right? So the continuation of Torah. And another time they were doing this, and the heavenly voice came out of heaven. It's interesting. Nasna lahem was given to them. Baskol min hashemayim. And I should maybe here's by the way a good time to point out that while in the Bavli Baskol means a heavenly voice, um, Saul Lieberman. I forget. I have to look at it again. But I think he's shown that in the Yerushalmi it more just means like a report, like there's a shemua that goes out. Like it doesn't mean like a heavenly voice. So Nasna lahem Baskol min hashemayim. Right? One wonders like did it mean they heard a heavenly voice or they all had like some type of a it's sort of like divinely inspired to say this type of a thing. How much is it something that was really experienced in a miraculous type of a way? Um, so anyway, a voice was given to them from heaven. Um, and said to them, another person that's fit for a the divine presence. So again, a baskol at the same time emphasizing the lack of nevuah. The generation is not fit. They looked at Shmuel, who was a student of Hillel. When he died, he again, was a, this very special hesped, apparently, which was only for the most righteous people. So Hillel was a Talmud of Ezra, and Shmuel was a Talmud of Hillel. And when he was, and when he was dying, he said, Shimon v'yishmael l'charva, Shimon and Yishmael will be for destruction because this was now the p- period of the uh, Hadrianic persecutions. Um, so Shmuel, I guess, was not, though. No. If he was right before the Hadrianic persecutions, Hadrianic persecutions were when? They were about 100... Yeah. So that's, no, that's like 200 years after Hillel. Era, so that's about 200 years after Hillel, well, right? So, the because, no, that's who they are. Shmuel and Yishmael. Shimon, uh, Shimon and Yishmael. Rabbi Shimon, Nathi Yisrael, Rabbi Shmuel, and Elisha, right, yeah. These are the so who is the Shmuel HaKatan then? I don't know. I, I, I'm not good at this. Who is, does anybody, Charlie, does that oh, say who the Shmuel HaKatan is? Right? That was that one. Oh, was that the one? Yeah. He lived in the time of the destruction of the Second Temple. Oh, okay. So he, he was Katan. That's why they had him do it because he was not, you know, for sure. Oh, right, 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 right. Okay. And so Talmud of Hillel is the same way Hillel was a Talmud of Ezra. He wasn't a literal Talmud of Hillel. He was like the next continuing, like disciple. spiritual disciple. Exactly. Like the embodiment of Torah Shabbat Pav. Two of the ten martyrs. Right, but that would have been after. But that would have been. But that would have been a good fifty years after the no, war. The. This would have been at the time of the destruction of the temple. Oh, yeah? It started yeah, at that time? The are not in the same generation. No, that I know, but I didn't realize how early it started. Early. Oh, okay, fine. So that works. Okay. All right, so Shmuel HaKatan here, and thank you, Michael, for reminding me, right? He was the one that composed the Lamashinim Bracha. 
Okay, so he was a like he was seen as a spiritual descendant of Hillel, although Hillel was a good whatever, 150 years earlier, and uh, and this was when the persecutions began. Time of the Korban Yishmael, you know, Shimon who was the Nasi in Yishmael, um, um, Lucharva, they will be for destruction. They'll be martyred. The Chevroi Liktola and their colleagues also will be will be slaughtered. The Shar Amar Lebiza and the rest of the nation will be for uh, for, for being despoiled. The Akan Sigi Natidin Lemesi Alama and many uh, you know many uh, travails and uh, suffering will occur to the people. The Af so that's I guess showing that he had a certain amount of uh, of uh, you know of heavenly inspiration. He wasn't a Navi. He didn't have Ruach Hakodesh. But here you don't just have the Basque you actually have a little bit of a fulfillment of the Roy Shetish Rishchina, a little divine inspiration. And even for Rabbi Yudah ben Baba, they wanted to see this. But the, uh, the, the time was, uh, was, was taken, was, the opportunity was lost. Because since he was uh, executed, he was one of the Haruge Malchus, the martyrs, so they did not want to sort of over-eulogize him because then they would have gotten in pro- trouble with the government. Charlie, you wanted to say something. Yeah, back when they talk about you and the uh, pre-studying uh, the the Yep. Uh, that was about the priests whose lineage was those certain, and they wanted to use the Urim Dutum to be able to address that question. Oh, I see. So maybe that had to do with why it wasn't working. Yeah. Okay. Mishachar Beis Hamikdash, Batol Hashamir. When the Beis Hamikdash was destroyed, the Shamir, this worm, was uh, you know went uh, went, went lost. Um, okay. Um, so Tanur Banan. Shamir and he uses to build the base of It says It was a full stone. Okay, it was built by the full stone being carried from the quarry. Um, so so Hadvarim Kichsavam. He said literally they would not use any metal to uh, you know to sort of uh, carve it. They would just bang it out from the quarry and bring it full. So they would have to use the shamir to smooth out its edges. Okay, Can you really say that? All of these are very weighty stones. They are uh, like uh, carved with a, or you know, uh, uh, hewn with a uh, whatever magera is, some type of a hewing vessel. Okay. Metal. <laughs> anyway, it's a metal vessel. So, what does it mean that they did not hear any metal vessel in the bayit when it was being built? There's ways you don't hear. You fix it on the outside. You don't bring it into the. You know, you do whatever you need before you bring it to the actual location. So, you didn't need to remember any of it. Right. Well, that's, what, that's going to be the Gemara's question. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Anyway, so the point is, the idea of not using any metal vessels, according to him, was just on site you don't use any metal vessels. But you use them before you bring the stuff. So the Gemara says, Amarav, Nirin Dibereb Yehuda, so he wants to make, he wants to sort of uh, make a pshara, the Avne Mikdash. I look like, I'd rather say like Rebbe Yehuda that they didn't use any metal vessels with the stones that they used for the base of Mikdash. For Dibereb Nechem, Rebbe Nechem, you said they used metal vessels but off-site, that will be Ba'avne Beito, the stones that they used for Shlomo's house, which is okay, Shlomo's house, for the, for the palace. I mean, but okay, big deal. Anyway, from the Chemya, now according to the Chemya, that they were able to use metal vessels off-site. Shamir Lamai also, who needed a Shamir? Like we talked, Avani Malalu, these stones, the stones for the Aphod. Ain Kosinoso, where you had to write the 12 names of the tribes. Ain Kosinoso Bidio, you don't just put the names of the tribes of, with, with ink on the stones. Because it says basically carved. Um, the aim. 
but you don't use an oil to carve into them it says they have to be full they can't actually be missing anything which is again also funny because you know even to get them the right size you obviously have to carve them you know they don't come out of the ground exactly whatever size you're going to use them in the, in the Avne Eifo but okay anyway chisel so right Ella you write with ink and you show the you show them to the shamir and I guess the shamir follows by follows the uh, the, the the path of the ink um, and after the shamir goes on them they crack where the shamir was um, like this um, like this fig that crack you know that that, that splits in the uh, summer but it, nothing is missing something could crack open but cracks open naturally, you're not going to be losing any of the material. Okay. Or like a, uh, a you know, a valley, like a, 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 a crevice in the ground that opens up in the rain season. Okay. So they use the Shamir for the stones of the Avne Ephod. Shamir is It's born, it's the size of a barley, uh, of a grain of barley. And it's born for, and it's created from the six days of creation. I don't understand that. Isn't everything come originally from the Six days of creation. Right. Well, this one is either Benish Rashel, right? Yeah, Benish Rashel. Then pick it up, or Okay, is that what it means? Anyway, okay. Um, um, the ain't called Devarka, but it doesn't mean that it's the same one from then, because it says it's created from the barley seed. Anyway, it doesn't mean that there's only one of them? I don't know. Anyway. You know, it's just, it was created on the first Sabbath, Eve of Twilight. Okay, he wants to do the Benish Rashel. But is the other point that also that it's whatever, that there's only one of them? Anyway, the ain't called Devarka, she yacholomobrifanav. Nothing... Nothing strong can stand before it. The memeshaminoso. So what do you keep it in? Because if nothing can stand before it, what do you keep it? Whatever you're going to keep it in, it's going to burn its way out of. Okay, so eat its way out of. No, I thought it meant that it let like some type of a left acid trail is what I was. That's what I was assuming. Because then it goes down on the uh, follow thing. Acid. I forget what it's called. Is that you have to keep it in in wax because it won't eat through wax. Really? So that's the same idea here. So if this is if this exudes an acid. Said, what do you keep it in? Okay. So similar point, like the irony that you use something soft. So you use wool, okay, wrap it in wool. Itani I think is like some type of a tube, probably, of lead. Right, it's like kryptonite. Filled here, we get barley again. Filled with like the, uh, the, the, the bran of barley. Amaravami. So, so we, from the time of the first Ebezamikdash, we lost the, uh, this very fine um, uh, silk and the uh, white clear glass. We also lost iron chariots, which is interesting. Even the type of uh, congealed wine that we got from Shanir, which is like these, uh, these uh, what do you call it, it's like these pressed uh, rounds of, uh, of figs, you know, so they, the wine would come nice and congealed, I guess, and then you could like use a little bit and put water, add water to it. It was the first, you know, uh, um, like, instant type of wine or something. Okay. So anyway, those are some of the things we lost. The Nofet Sufim, we also lost Nofet Sufim. What is this? My Nofet Sufim. Amarav, Solet Shetzafa Agabe Nafa. So we, you had the, a type of a, a fine flour that was so rich or sweet or whatever, it would get adhere to the top of the uh, sieve and it wouldn't go down the sieve. 
And it would be like dough that had been uh, kneaded with honey. It would be so sweet, this flour. Vishemen, and oil. No, what you would, what used to be is you would used to put two loaves, Rashi says, at opposite walls in the oven. And they would expand so much that they would fill the oven and they would uh, touch each other in the middle of the oven. Yeah, there's no blessing in the bread. Right, exactly. Okay, Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi Omer, Amar, Zed Vash Haba Min Hatsifa, or Min Hatsofim, some say honey that comes from Tsofim, from these uh, mountains, you know, like we never heard Tsofim. My Mashma, where do you see that no fet is sort, sort of means that? Can we target Rav Sheshes? This is on the public that says, Kasher Ta'asena Hadzivorim, like the bees will do. So he, he his, his translation is, Kima Dinitzin Dibriyasa Vashaitin Beruma Alma, like the uh, like the uh, bees uh, sort of a fly up in the heights of the heaven um, and they bring honey from the grass of the mountains so you see that honey the good honey comes from the mountains so nofet and nofet is like dripping and sufim here is being read as the uh, mount, the high mountains wildflower. Okay. wildflower honey there you go Tanan um, Hassan we talked over there Colin, since we're talking about honey Colin, let's have a little halacha Colin itzok tahor anything that is poured is is, is is tahor, meaning if you pour from a vessel into a tummy vessel, the stuff that's left behind in the other vessel is tahor, even though it's connected through the pouring. Except for honey of zifim and tzapichim are the actual cakes of honey. That's so thick that that's like a solid, that's like one unit. So if the bottom becomes tummy, the top becomes tummy. Okay, my zifim, what is zifim? Right, that you, that you uh, adulterate it. Right, he says the honey is so good, you can mix it with other things and nobody will notice because the pow- power is so strong so it allows you to sort of like, you know, cutting your honey. Um, so, anyway, um, um, no, that's a place. When the zifim came, people who lie. No, it's a place. Okay, we'll see one more line. Look at that. We we caught up. People who actually have faith in God, that stopped by the anybody that has bread in their basket the Omer like you got stuff in your in your pantry I don't know where my bread is coming tomorrow that is somebody who lacks faith okay what's meant who is you know despises a day of the smallness what led the righteous that their uh, table will be uh, despised in the world to come that they won't have everything they deserve in the world to come the smallness that they have even the tzaddikim nowadays that they are not they, they don't have full emunah they don't have full faith in God that God will provide for them so because they're worried about what they're going to have to eat the next day in this world and they don't have full faith in God their table again it's a similar like will not be full in the world to come okay um, we will end with this for now oh, see you all tomorrow